Hi everyone, this is uh, Joseph James. We're going to get started soon. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure that uh, you can put that in the Q&A session or the chat session. All right, so what we're doing here uh, will be a series of classes, you know, what we're calling the money series, uh, Grow Your Wealth with ROI Muse series. And we'll get into ROI Muse and the relationship between ROI Muse and Real Estate IQ as well. All right, so this event is brought to you by Real Estate IQ. Uh, Real Estate IQ is number one in deal finding. And we provide about 45,000 leads every month. So when I say leads, uh, for those of you who are new, uh, we do pre foreclosure list, uh, you know, uh, tax delinquencies, divorce, probate, uh, anything that you can think about a distressed uh, seller, uh, where that's where you can find the best deals, right? So that's, that is the primary uh, service that we provide is the leads that you can use to find uh, awesome deals and, uh, you know, grow your wealth. Uh, Real Estate IQ and uh, ROI Muse, uh, we partner together to not only bring the data and also the analysis tools, right? So we'll get into that as we go through the presentation. All right, so before we get started, you know, I want to play a quick testimonial from one of our users uh, so you can get an appreciation of what's possible uh, with the data and services we provide. guys, we're here at the Quest Trillion Dollar Mixer right here. And I'm talking to Omero Corona. He's just made more than $100,000 with Real Estate IQ. Could you tell us about your story? Yeah. How's everybody doing? Omero Corona here at the uh, Quest Trust uh, Trillion Dollar Mixer. Really excited to share uh, my testimony and my story with uh, Real Estate IQ. So over the last, uh, you know, about six, seven months, I've been using uh, their platform and getting some of their uh, lists. And I was able to uh, finish my first flip recently where I was able to net about 85000 and in total, I think I've uh, been able to make about $100,000 with Real Estate IQ and their tools. So really excited to share this uh, great um, you know, company with you guys and definitely uh, give it a shot. I think you guys uh, will take advantage of all the tools and uh, it'll be profitable for you and your company. Thank you, guys. Thank High you. potential deal and we analyze it and we blog about it. So we uh, want to share with you what a good deal looks like and what, you, what kind of factors you should be considering when you're analyzing uh, real estate investment deals. A really, really good educational uh, piece for those of you who are trying to learn uh, and get started uh, because you, you know, the most important thing is you need to find good deals and in order to do that, you need to know what a good deal looks like. Uh, so uh, make sure you sign up for this free publication. Uh, we want to bring a lot of value to you and uh, please enjoy it. All right, uh, let's move on. All right, so what we do as part of Real Estate IQ, uh, we also do a 45-minute one-on-one deal finding training. So if you're new in the real estate investing world, uh, we can provide you with uh, a 45-minute deal finding training and also a deal, uh, deal analysis training, right? So we'll uh, give you an opportunity to sign up for a free, uh, free training at the end of the presentation as well. All right, so welcome everyone. Uh, we're going to get started with the class. Uh, so the class format today is going to be the first 20 minutes or so, we're going to do a very quick class. Uh, some of these uh, you might be already be familiar with, but uh, I want to kind of recap or set up for our live training. So uh, unlike so, so many of the other webinars that you may have attended, uh, this one is split into a class and actual uh, case study, right? So we're going to look at a couple different, uh, you know, uh, in real estate investment case studies and see how you can quickly analyze those deals to make sure that 
uh, you're getting into the right deal, you have enough profit in the deal before you go forward with the deal as well, right? So stick around, so that's what we're going to do. All right, a little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Joseph James. I'm the founder of ROI Muse. ROI Muse and Real Estate IQ are have partnered to bring you the data and the tools that you need to be successful in real estate investing. So I've been a real estate investor for uh, more than 10 years now. I'm also a commercial real estate broker uh, based in Dallas, Texas. And uh, I'm, I also uh, do some coaching uh, for real estate investors and as well as uh, if you have a small business or mostly real estate related business, I do both real estate and business coaching as well. All right, a little bit about ROI Muse. Our mission is to provide education tools and systems. So what we do is not just the tools, we also provide the education, right? So that's this is kind of part of that, right? So we, uh, you know, we have great education for both commercial residential investors and also for real estate uh, agents and brokers. And the idea for all of this is to help you grow your income and your wealth, right? So that is our mission. That's our purpose is to help you guys grow your income and wealth. All right, so let's get right into the class. Uh, so uh, this class is for uh, primarily going to be focused on residential real estate investment. And we're going to look at a couple of strategies and a couple of case studies as we discussed. So first thing we're going to talk about is how can you use real estate investing uh, to create passive income, right? And we'll... We'll show you um, how uh, something called stacking, or uh, with this, you know, with combine that with the snowball effect, and I'm going to talk details about that. How you can create passive income, so 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 that you can achieve financial freedom. Uh, then we're going to talk about some of the common mistakes to avoid. Uh, this is especially true for people who start in the business. You know, they get into some one or two bad deals and then they quit, right? And we don't want that to happen, right? So we're going to talk about some of the some of the things that you should be aware of and some of the things that you should be watching out for so you can be successful in real estate investing. Uh, we're going to teach you how to calculate max offer. So one of the common questions uh, everybody has on their mind is, is this a good deal, right? Especially when you're starting out, you have a hard time making a decision on whether to you know move forward with the deal because the question is, uh, is this a good deal? And 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 we I'll I'll tell you exactly how you determine what's a good deal, right? A good deal is very subjective. Uh, so a good deal for one person may not be a good deal for another person and vice versa, right? So we'll, uh, I'll tell you what you need to do to set your own investment criteria and then use that criteria to decide, you know, what is a good deal, right? And then, then based on that strategy, you're going to calculate the maximum offer that you are willing to pay for a property. So I'll show you exactly how that's done. And then uh, finally, we're going to, you know, as part of the case study, we are also going to give you a live training on how to analyze deals, right? Very, very important skill, right? If you don't know how to analyze deals, uh, you'll be, you know, you're potentially losing money. You'll be potentially losing a lot of your partners or people who want to work with you because, you know, you're putting out something out there that are not uh, analyzed correctly, right? So make sure that, you know, you, uh, you have a good understanding of how to, what goes into analyzing a deal. All right, so... Uh, before we get started, a quick uh, suggestion. Uh, if you uh, are calling in from your you know, iPhone or uh, any cell phone, then I strongly recommend that you switch over to a desktop or laptop uh, because the part of the training, you know, we're going to be you know, actually punching in some numbers and, and see how that works, right? So uh, it's, uh, it's kind of going to be hard to follow along if you're on a phone, right? So you know, if you can uh, switch over to a desktop or laptop, in the next uh, 20 minutes or so, uh, that is uh, recommended. And stick around till the end. You know, we have some you know freebies and free gifts to give away as well. So stick around. Make sure you stick around till the end of the meeting. 
All right, so look at this picture, right? What does it show you? You know, it's, it's a bunch of happy people, right? So this is why we want to invest in real estate, right? So to design your perfect life, right? Whether whatever is your why, whatever is your motivation, and whatever is that the driving force, right? For some of us, it's just more time hanging out with family and friends. Uh, for some of us, it's uh, traveling to exotic places, you know, going to beaches or exotic towns, or just uh, having that freedom to enjoy life, right? So that is what drives a lot of us, right? To say, you know, we want to invest in real estate so we can create that passive income. Uh, once you have passive income, then, you know, we are not dependent on the job. You know, you don't really have to go to work if you don't want to. Uh, you have enough income coming in uh, to, you know, live a comfortable life, right? And enjoy the things that you enjoy, right? So that's the goal. And uh, I strongly encourage uh, that you think about what your why is, uh, why you want to invest in real estate, you know, why you want to do this. And, uh, you know, and we can help you with that, right? So I think, uh, you know, if you need help with that, you can also call us, we can help you with that as well. And then also coming up with a strategy to get your goals, right? So if it takes, it might take five years to get there, for some of you, it may take 10 years to get there, right? But the key is to get started somewhere. So that way, you know, we can, we can get to that, that place as well. All right, so what we're going to talk today is uh, we're going to talk about a couple of different investment strategies, and then we're also going to talk about a couple of different uh, business strategies. I know. And so real estate investing, a lot of the time people talk about real estate investing. Some of the things that we, we do, like wholesaling and flipping, is not really investing, right? These are, those are more like a job, right? So we, we want to make sure that you understand the difference between the two. And typically, when you are talking about growing your wealth and passive income and things like that, you need to start holding properties, right? So nothing wrong with flipping or wholesaling. But, you know, that is, you have to understand that is just a job, right? So at some point, let's say if you flip a couple homes, you know, you should look at holding the third one, right? If you wholesale two or three properties, you should look at, you know, holding, you know, the fourth one, right? So uh, I strongly encourage that, you know, holding properties is the way you grow your wealth and also generate passive income, right? So make sure that you understand the difference between, you know, real estate investing and real estate business. All right, so let's uh, go to the first one. So this is a very straightforward rental property. So who is this for, right? So when we talk about straightforward rental property, you're just going to go maybe, you know, you find a deal on MLS, you know, it, you can, you know, get, you know, some rents there. Uh, it's not going to have a huge cash flow. It may cash flow a little bit, but, you know, if you already have a job and if you already, you know, husband and wife are working and you have a stable job, uh, then this is a good strategy, right? Because you're not taking a overly too much risk and you're not doing a lot of, heavy lifting and a lot of rehab and things like that, which may, you may not have time have time for, right? So a lot of people will say that, I don't have, I don't really have the time, I have a full-time job and I'm traveling and things like that, and that's why I don't invest in real estate, right? So I, I want to prove you wrong, right? So some of these you can do without having a lot of time, right? So that's what we're going to look at the first case study. So let's set up the case study before we go into the training itself. So this is a property that uh, the market value is about $200,000. We're going to buy this for 195,000. So maybe it's been on the market for you know 30 days, and you know we can get a small discount on the property, but it's not a huge discount in, by any sense, in in the especially in the real estate investment world. So let's assume that we can get a $200 per month, uh, $2,000 per month rent on this property, and then we're going to just go straight to a bank and get the financing on this property by leveraging, right? So 20% down payment. So that's one of the advantages also of real estate investing is what we call leverage, right? So if you want to buy stocks and bonds, typically, you know, if you want to buy $100,000 worth of stocks, you need to have $100,000, right? Uh, to buy that much stock. If you want to buy $100,000 worth of real estate, 
you only need $20,000, right? Because the $20,000 is the money equity you're coming coming in with the property. And then the 80% of that is a loan, right? So that's what that's what we call leverage, right? So your return is maximized whenever you can get a leverage. It's called a positive leverage on a property, okay? So now interest rate, 4.5%, 30 year amortization. So that is your financing terms on this property. And then the next set of uh, things, the vacancy factor, the capital expenses, repairs and maintenance and management, right? These are, you need to factor in all of this in part of your analysis, right? Because every property is going to have a vacancy. Uh, again, I have people tell me that I'm scared about, you know, doing real estate investment because there's going to be some vacancy and uh, I may lose money, right? So it's part of doing business, right? Any business you do, you're going to have ups and downs, right? No business is going to, you know, so you have to look at real estate investing as a business. So you have to also underwrite your, or analyze your deals knowing that there is going to be some vacancy, right? It's inevitable, right? Maybe it's, you know, you're going to have a vacancy every two years or every three years. You can kind of control it a little bit by screening the tenants properly and putting the right tenants into your properties. But even with the best tenants, you know, they're going to uh, move on and where you're going to have maybe a month of vacancy and, you know, some leasing cost and some, you know, cleanup cost or, you know, make ready cost. So you have to factor all that in, right? Then the next thing people are worried about is uh, a, what about a rainy day, right? You know, what happens, you know, not only I have vacancy, I have a major improvement, right? I had to change my AC. That's going to wipe out all my cash flow. Again, you know, my, my suggestion is, you know, get used to it, right? Because this is part of doing business. You know, doing business, you know, no matter what business you have, you're going to have something that's going to come up, right? So you have to treat this as a business and don't be scared because this is not you. Anybody who invests in real estate has the same issues, right? So you have to allocate some funds for that rainy day, right? So if either capital expense allocation or capital expense factor, the 5% we are putting aside every month as a disciplined investor, is going to pay for the expenses, right? When it comes up, for example, you know, if you're uh, renting the property for, you know, let's say $1,000, you know, so 5% of that, you take $50 and, you know, and then that adds up, right? Every month you put in, if you put away, you know, 50 or $100, you know, aside for, a major expense, and then two, three years down the road, the AZ blows out, right? Then, you know, you're like, okay, I have money sitting inside, sitting, I have money sitting here, I can use to, uh, you know, replace the AC or, or repair the AC, right? So that's how you do uh, become a really good at real estate investing, and you're not stressed over what may, you know, what may happen. Now, a lot of you uh, manage the properties yourself, which is fine, right? But you should always you know, at the end of the day, you know, you, you know, you may want to consider using a property manager. Uh, first two, three, four, you know, properties you can manage yourself. It's not that difficult to manage. You just need to understand uh, certain things, right, uh, about managing the property. But it's not that difficult. I have rental properties where I haven't seen in three, four years, right? The first, last time I saw the property was when I went there to rehab the property. Since then, my tenant has been in there for four years now. I haven't been there. I haven't seen that property in four years. That doesn't mean that there's no repairs. Repairs happen. Some, they'll call me for some repairs. I'll just call my contractor or my repairman and, and tell him to go take care of it, right? And he'll send me a bill. So you don't need to run uh, to the property every time there's an issue. Actually, I recommend not doing that, right? Because the, the more hands-off hands you can do it, the better uh, you become at this business. All right, so again, so we, this property, because there's not a lot of discount, our, our plan is to hold it for 15 years. And we're going to make an assumption that the property or the home value is going to appreciate 
or the property home value is going to go up 3% every year. So that's just an assumption that we're going to make, right? That's kind of historical uh, how properties appreciate, right? So that way we can calculate you know, how much our loan balance would be and what the property value will be when we sell the property or whatever we decide to do. All right, so now don't worry about these numbers right now. I just want to show it to you because now these numbers for that property that, that, that I just showed you, your yield on the property after holding it for 15 years is 26% uh, on this property, right? So again, this is a sample property. That 26% is actually pretty good, right? Even if you don't get 26%, what if you only get 20%, right? Even then it's still a good deal, right? This is again a 15 year hold. This is an annualized return uh, for each year. Now, typically the stock market over a long period of time, you know, I, I believe they claim is six to eight percent is kind of your return, or maybe even close to ten percent is your annualized return. Uh, in this case, we are looking at twenty-six percent. You're also talking about a physical asset, where you know, versus a paper asset, right? So, a stock market, yeah, great. I, I'm not against stock market. I also invest in stock market, but you know, it's a paper asset, right? So, if something catastrophic happens, it could completely disappear in value, right? Where it may never come back. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, when you have a physical asset like a real estate then even in a downturn, in an economic downturn, the property value may go down. You know, you may not make a lot of money in, in rents and things like that, but it will probably cash, you know, it may break even, uh, And but the market always comes back up, right? Anytime we have an economic downturn, it only lasts for a short period of time, typically about on the average about 18 months. And then for the next 10 years, you have a expansion, right? A growth, right? So uh, that is historically what happens. Anytime the market goes down, it only lasts about 12 to 18 months, and then it comes right back, and then it has a growth cycle for, or an expansionary cycle for the next 10 to 10 to 15 years, right? So, so don't be afraid of the market crashes. Again, that's part of the economy. It's historically there's always been market cycles, but we need to learn how to buy properties in down cycle. You know, you know, like in a you know up market, up, you know, when the market is up or when the market is down or when the market is flat, right? So once you get into learning some of these techniques you have no issues buying properties in any market cycle, right? The market cycle should not be affecting your investment at all, right? So you just need to know that there is market cycles, uh, just, just as in stock market, the real estate also has market cycles, right? So those are some of the things that you need to be aware of. All right, so now let's go to the next chart. So now we're going to talk about another uh, rental strategy. Uh, again, today we are only going to talk about residential, right? We're not talking about any commercial or multifamily. We're just talking about simple residential. Uh, investments. So B, uh, the BRRR strategy, or some people call it BRRRR, some people call it BRRR, right? So well, I'll tell you what that means. So this is a different, slightly different strategy that, uh, so this is what it means, right? The first B in the BRRR is for buy, uh, second R is for renovate, uh, rent, refinance, and repeat. So this is what BRRR stands for. So this is a strategy that's used by a lot of investors uh, to make uh, a higher return, right? The, the first case study we looked at, you know, that's a very simple, straightforward, you know, go buy a property that's on, you know, at a retail price and, you know, and you, you know, you hold it for a long time, let your tenants pay off your mortgage, and then you have a property that's free and clear, right? So that's one strategy. The other strategy, like this one, when we talk in real estate, there's a saying that you make your profit when you purchase the property. So this is one of, this is one of the strategies that, when you buy the property, you're making your profit, right? So you don't really have to worry about if the market changes or anything that happens after that because you already made your profit on day one, right? So using this strategy. And we'll take a 
uh, I'll show you an example of this. So, so here's another case study. This is another case study we're going to do today. So this case, uh, market value again, $200,000. We are buying this property for about $129,000, right? So maybe because the seller is facing foreclosure or the home needs a lot of work or uh, maybe somebody passed away, death or divorce, or somebody's, you know, somebody's getting divorced and they just want to sell and get away. Or maybe they are facing a foreclosure from uh, either from tax delinquency or, you know, from not paying their mortgage or, you know, you know, something else, right? Some distress condition is going on. So they just, you know, so you as an investor are coming to rescue them, basically, right? You're basically helping them out of the current situation by, Taking the property, uh, uh, you know, and you know, and kind of getting them out of the situation they are currently in. So in this case, uh, we are also going to uh, assume that there is a twenty-five thousand dollar worth of rehab, right? And monthly rents are the same, two thousand. Uh, vacancy factor, I put in vacancy factor five percent. But for capital improvements, capital improvements. When I say capital improvements, it means like any major repairs, like you know, like AC or roof or things like that, right? Which uh, has a useful life of more than a year. Now, I didn't put any capital expenses here because in this strategy, I'm only holding the property for two or three years, right? That's my strategy. You can hold it for longer. I'm not saying one way or the other, but typically you want to get out of this investment as soon as you can, right? So because you can take that profit from the deal, not having to pay the higher taxes because once you hold the property for more than a year, uh, I don't want to give any tax advice here. So typically, you know, you hold the property for one to two years because now you're only paying capital gains tax, right? You know, you're not paying your, you know, earned income tax. So uh, talk to your accountant, CPA about, you know, why some of this could be beneficial. So that's another benefit of investing in real estate, right? Because you have, you know, you can depreciate the property uh, to offset any cash flow you have, uh, but you can also, uh, you know, work it in a way that, you know, either you can do a 1031 exchange and defer all of your taxation, uh, or you can even when you sell it, you know, you, you know, you're not, you know, you're paying a much lower tax based on your capital gains tax bracket. So those are some of the advantages. Again, I'm, you know, while we're going through this, I'm also showing you some of the advantages of why you should invest in real estate. All right. So in this one, I didn't put any capital expenses because I'm going to put $25,000 into rehab, right? So the chances are I don't need any major expenses, right? Because I just fully renovated the property. I put in a new AC, new appliances, you know. I, you know, I just put in new, new flooring, new roof, whatever it is, right? So once you rehab a property like that, you can expect that not to have any major expenses, at least for the next two, three years, right? So you're going to have a very clean cash flow for the next two, three years. Then you sell it to somebody, you know, on the retail market and take that money and go do it again, right? So if you buy a property and let me, let's look at the numbers next, right? So, uh, so again, this one has uh, two uh, events that happens. First one is a purchase. Typically, you're going to buy this with the hard money or a private money, uh, which, which is a very high interest, high point, uh, high you know, high cost loan. But you're only in it for three months, right? So don't worry too much about it. Uh, don't you know because you always have to think about the profit, right? Don't worry about. Don't get hung up on the expenses because if you get hung up on the expenses, you won't do a deal like this because you think that I'm not going to pay somebody 12% interest rate. But understand that that old person, you're only in this deal for maybe three months, right? You're going to use three finance out of the deal, right? So it's not, when you run the numbers, you will understand why, you know, this strategy works great. Now you can use this strategy also for like small multifamily and small commercial properties, but this is typically done with a single family property. All right, so there are two events, like I said, the first is the purchase with the hard money. And then after you do the renovations, you're going to get it refinanced, right? So refinanced through a traditional bank. Right or traditional lender, 
So, so this happens back to back, right? Back to back meaning that it may happen in the, you know, within the two to three month period, right? So you're buying it, you know, within two to three months, you know, you're renovating it and then refinancing out of the deal, right? So that's how this strategy works. All right, so let's look at the numbers here. Um, again, um, don't worry too much about this one because it may not make sense until we actually do the case study, then I can show you. Uh, in this case, we, our yield on the property is 54%, right? If you are a yield on the property for 54%, basically you're doubling your money every two years. So if you're starting with $100,000, you will have $200,000 in two years, right? Because you're almost doubling your money every year, right? Or every two years, right? So not only that, you know, I mean, you're also getting a $25,000 equity on day one. So this is what I mean by you're making your profit when you purchase, right? So now in this case, you can see that, uh, you know, that equity that you created uh, you can take that equity and go buy two more homes, right? So that's that's how that's how this works, right? You know, so every time, you know, you you're doing this, you know, you can buy one home, then buy two homes, then buy four homes, or if you start with hundred thousand dollars, then that becomes two hundred thousand dollars in net worth for you, and that you're also growing your net worth along the way, right? So it's very important to grow your net worth, right? Because the more net worth you have the more money you can deploy and you don't have to take a lot more risk, right? You can go for lower risk properties because there's more money working for you, right? So, so you have to somehow figure out how to increase your net worth as well as we are doing the real estate investing. So let's say for example, you are $100,000 and in two years you may, you know, you have $200,000 and four years, you know, you have $400,000 in eight, you know, in six years you have $800,000 and, you know, in 10 years, you know, you have $1.6 million. I'm just giving you an example of how, you're growing your wealth, right? So, you know, instead of the two years, maybe it might take five year cycles, right? So even five year cycles, you can go from $100,000 to $200,000 in five years, which would be about a 25% yield, you know, like it'd be about a 15% yield, right? To do that uh, based on the rule of thumb. Now, if you, you know, if you're getting a 15%, that's oh, that's what it takes, right? Then from 200, you go to 400, to 800, to $1.6 million. So in, maybe in 20 years, you know, you grew that $100,000 to $1.6 million, right? If you know what strategies to use and how to do it the right way. All right, so that's that. Then let me talk about stacking, right? This is very important to understand because one of the things, you know, we, we work with a lot of investors and I also coach investors. And a lot of the time people say that, you know what, I didn't make enough profit in my first deal. I don't think this is going to work. So real estate investing is not a get rich quick scheme. Even though there are a lot of gurus out there that out there, you know, um, you know, you know, pitching that idea that you're going to make a lot of money and you'll be driving a Ferrari tomorrow. I caution against, you know, any of that, right? You know, I know some people are very successful, but that is the exception, not the rule, right? Some people are, you know, extremely successful and they achieve success uh, the next day, right? But for most people, it's going to take some time. Now, this is not a get-rich scheme, right? You have to be a disciplined investor, know what you're doing, and keep doing, you know, the right things. And then you start accumulating properties, right? So, you know, so once, let's say, for example, you bought this property, this is the hardest one. It takes you literally a year to get one property done, right? It, that's possible. It may take six months or more for you to have your education and your tools and your team built and everything before you actually go do a good deal, right? And now when you then, you know, maybe the next year you buy two more, right? And, you know, at some point, one of these properties are, is going to get paid off, right? especially if you're reinvesting money back into the property and let's say one of your strategies is to pay off a deal now when this property is paid off it's going to cash flow more right because now you don't have to pay your mortgage right i, I think i hope everybody's following me right so that property let's say this property is cash flowing 500 dollars you know monthly 
Now, when you pay off the mortgage on this one, it's going to cash flow $1,000 or more, right? Because you don't have to pay the mortgage anymore. Now, that extra cash flow from this property can be used to pay off this property much faster. So this property, instead of holding it for much longer, you may get paid off paid off very fast, and so on, so on and so forth. This is called a snowball effect, right? And when, the, when these three properties are paid off, now you have like three, $4,000 of extra cash coming in, right, every month, right? That extra cash can be paid, used to pay off these properties, right? So you can really use this strategy to get to a 10 property or something like that in the, you know, in 10 years and have it all paid off, right, if you do it the right way. But you're also looking for deals that have some already built-in equity, so you're already getting a really good head start with it, right? So, so those are some of the ways you can accumulate properties. All right, let me show you an example here, you know, so, if you are $5,000 per month, if you are 10 homes, you know, you have $5,000, I mean, sorry, $500 per month, 10 homes, you have $5,000 of cash flow. And again, this is passive income, right? Where you're not doing a lot of work, you know? I mean, there's a little bit of management or whatever involved, but you don't really have to do, you know, this is considered passive income from IRS perspective. It's taxed at a lower rate. Uh, and this is passive income for all purpose, right? So those $5,000 is typically enough, that's $60,000 a year. That's like having a $60,000 job, right? A lot of us, you know, that is more than the median income for American families, right? So that 5,000 is enough for a lot of you to achieve your financial freedom number, right? Where you don't really have to go to job, uh, go to a job or God forbid something happens to you, uh, you know, your family is also taken care of. Now, now they have getting a $5,000, almost like a pension, or retirement account, retirement payment every month, right? On top of their social security or whatever. So your family is also being taken care of once you can get to this level. Now, if you look on the bottom here, you can see the same 10 homes, if it's free and clear, that's $10,000 a month or more. So that's $120,000 a year. So that's almost double of a median income for an American family. So that is usually more than enough uh, to, for somebody to comfortably retire and uh, also you have to understand that your equity is also growing, right? Because the homes are going to appreciate over a period of time. Uh, you know, if you have $10,000 coming in per month uh, as passive income, you have a lot of options, right? So that's what we call, you know, a financial freedom, right? Because now you don't really have to worry about going to work. You don't have to worry about something happening to you, what, what's going to happen to your family. Uh, plus, it also gives you the freedom to go do what you want to do in your life, right? There's... You know, everybody has a why, like I said before, right? So maybe your why, you know, is to travel the world, right? You know, if that's you, what that's what motivates you, that gives you the freedom to go travel the world, right? Go see all the places. If your why is that you want to, you know, help somebody out, you know, you know, pay back or pay it forward, or or if you want to, you know, do some charity work, this allows gives you the freedom to do the charity work, right? Because now you have the time because you don't have to go to work, right? Or maybe a lot of people is wanting to spend more time with their kids and family, right? And that's, and I think a big majority of the people will say that, you know, their why is they want to, you know, be there for their kids and, you know, take their coach, their kids baseball team or whatever it is, right? Whatever your why is, you know, this gives you the time and this gives you the financial freedom you know, to do what you want to do, right? So that is why we need to get started. And the sooner you get started, you know, the, the better, better it is for you. All right, let's move on. So um, I'm not going to take a lot of time here. So I told you, so the, the first two strategies we talked about is real estate investment. Now I want to also touch on wholesaling and flick, fix and flip, right? The reason I want to do this is because, you know, a lot of people starting in real estate investing ha don't have a lot of money, right? You're starting maybe with nothing. 
which is perfectly fine. You know, that means you're more motivated, right? You know, you can always find deals. If you find a deal, somebody's going to want to, you know, partner with you or, you know, uh, and, and also, so wholesaling is one technique where uh, you find the property, um, like Real Estate IQ provides a lot of lists of distressed properties, you know, you market that market to that list or you do door, knock, door knocking or whatever you do to get a property under contract, right? Before you get a property under contract, you need to know how to analyze the property to make the maximum offer, right? Based on what, you know, what you can do with it. Now what you're going to do is you're going to just take that contract and you're going to flip the contract or assign the contract to an investor and make a profit. You know, it could be $10,000, $20,000, right? Profit you make depending on the deal. And then you move on, right? You know, then you can move on to the next deal. So you don't have to worry about, you know, rehabbing it or selling it or anything like that. But some people do it because they don't have enough money when they're getting started. Some people do it because this is their business. You know, they have a lot of money, but they want, they like the wholesaling part of it because that's a business for them, right? And then what they'll do is they'll wholesale a few homes and they'll, you know, they'll hold a few homes for themselves, right? Because like I said before, you want to be holding properties to grow your wealth. So if you're getting five, six, 10 properties, you know, you may hold one or two and wholesale the remaining, right? Because that's generating a lot of cash for you. So that is how wholesaling works. And then obviously fix and flip, everybody knows, and I'm sure everybody has seen enough HGTV shows to see how easy it is, right? I can tell you one thing, you know, in my experience as being a real estate agent and investor, a lot of people lose money in fix and flip. Uh, that's because they overpay for the property or they don't uh, they don't account for all the typical costs and all the different you know contingencies that can happen right so make sure if you're doing fix and flip that you know how to run your numbers perfectly and do a conservative underwriting so you don't overpay the full property because the last thing you want to do is spend six months uh, of time and energy and stress and not to make any profit right so so that's one thing that we're going to cover here as well all right, so um, then eventually, you know, I showed you how stacking works and how you can have like 10 properties. A lot of investors along the way, they'll start thinking about, oh, maybe I should go into a smaller multifamily or go into a larger multifamily and syndicate deals, or I want to go into commercial office, retail, uh, industrial properties or land development, uh, or go into creative financing, you know, owner financing, or go into, you know, real estate notes trading, you know, so there are, there are so many different ways you can make money in real estate. Uh, you know, it's just people get overwhelmed by looking at all the different strategies and uh, and not knowing where to get started. So it's part of, you know, when I'm coaching somebody, the, the first thing we do is sit down and talk about which strategy you want to use first, right? Because you don't want to try to learn all the strategies out there and then you will never get started, right? Because you get stuck with not knowing which, what to do. Right. So you want to select maybe one, maybe two, at the most two, right? Maybe it's like, uh, it's a BRRR plus wholesaling, right? Or BRRR plus, you know, flip, fix and flip, right? One or two strategies that you can learn, acquire the specialized knowledge, you get the team together. When I say team, you need a hard money lender, you need a, a contractor, you need, you know, you need the title company, you need the appraiser, you need, you know, the inspector, you know, so, and the real estate agent, you know, so you put your team together so that you're not alone in this one. Everybody else is helping you through the process as well, right? And if you need a mentor or a coach, uh, then I highly recommend you think about that as well, right? Because there are so many coaching uh, coaches, uh, really good coaches out there that can help you get started, right? And you only need the coach for uh, maybe the first year or so until, until you do one or two deals, right? Then you can do it your own. All right, so let's now, um, I'm going to talk quickly about two critical skills that you must master. 
right? So there are, in my opinion, there are four skills that everybody, everybody who's a real estate investor should master. But these are the first two, right? Or, you know, in the order, what you need to uh, mastering first. Then I'll touch on the other two as well. So number one is marketing for deals, right? So it's finding deals. So this is where real estate IQ can help, right? Because now you need to market for deals because you need to be able to find good deals, right? I mean, you don't want, I mean, you can obviously sometimes find good deals on MLS, uh, but if you want better deals and if you really want not have a lot of competition, then you need to find deals yourself, right? So you need to market for deals. So the best place to start is real estate IQ, you know, some company like real estate IQ who can provide you with all the, all the data you need, right? So you can go out and, you know, find the deals yourself. Uh, the other way to find deals is through networking, right? So there's a lot of real estate investment clubs in, in any town you are. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of, you know, Facebook groups and things like that where you can network with other wholesalers. So I told you what wholesalers do, right? So if you're an investor, if you partner with a wholesaler, then the wholesaler can go find the property for you and then you pay them their, you know, assignment fee, and then you get deals like that, right? So that's another way you can do that. That's why you need to be part of a community, right? Even Real Estate IQ is building a community. So once you become a part of the community, that's, that's all, the reason for that is to give you the networking opportunity, right? So everybody can do better. So this is not a one-man game, right? This is a team, team sport. So everybody needs to be, uh, you know, in, in this together, right? So you need, you need other people to help you through this as well. So the next skill is analyzing deals. Uh, so analyzing deals is very important because this is where you make sure you don't lose money, right? Uh, not only you don't lose money, you're also going, if you put out deals out there as a wholesaler uh, that are, you know, not analyzed properly, few, nobody's going to want to work with you, right? Because you're putting out their stuff, you know, what's, what's not, you know, a lack of better term, you know, called a crap or crappy deal, right? Because, you know, you put crap out there, nobody will want to work with you, right? So it's also your reputation that you're trying to protect by learning how to analyze deals. And when you talk about analyzing deals, there are typically, you know, three, four things that goes into it. One is uh, estimating the right ARV, right? After repair value. So basically looking at comms and uh, basically looking at, you know, uh, doing a CMA and things like that uh, to make sure that you understand that process. Now you have to do a rehab estimate. Um, there's always going to be some, um, some surprises, but you have to be able to do a, you know, do a nice rehab estimate and, um, you know, and have some contingency in there as well, right? So things may not, may, you know, a little bit more you need. Now, you don't have to learn all this on day one, right? So you can go to a realtor who can give you the comms. Uh, uh, Real Estate IQ also have a CMA tool where you can use uh, to calculate the comps, right? So there are multiple ways you can get comps, right? You just need to know the, what the process uh, of in or looking at comps. Now, uh, for rehab estimate, ROI Muse provides a rehab estimator. Uh, again, you know, you need to know what, you know, when you, you know, when you need to be trained on how to use it and what and how to estimate a rehab, how to walk the property and, and do the estimation. But that is not something that we recommend that you do on day one, right? Because it takes some experience to know how much things cost. So initially, you definitely want to work with a contractor, a reputable contractor, and walk with them and see how they do the estimation, right? And look at their estimates and see. And then now, after a period of time, you should be able to do this yourself, right? So we provide you with the tools that you can set up so you can calculate the estimations as well. Now, when it comes to the third part, the most important part is analyzing the deal for the returns. You know, to once you have the you know the market value or the ARV, and once you have the rehab estimate now you should be able to analyze the property to see how much profit you're going to make and make your decision based on how much real profit you're going to make, right? Because you can know everybody says, oh, I did it on my gut feeling. Uh, and, you know, a lot of the time you also lose money because of your gut feeling, right? So you have to learn how to do it 
systematically and, and thoroughly, right? You know, so that's why we provide, that's where ROI Muse provides the tools for you to do that. So the other two skills quickly to touch on is to how to structure the deal and how to finance the deal. Whether you're partnering with other investors or if you're partnering with your lender or if you're using a hard money lender. So you need to know how, how financing works and how to structure the deal. So those two comes after the finding the deal and analyzing the deal for profit, right? So that's why I'm not, I will cover that more in more detail in one of the future classes. And then uh, you also need to know how to manage the property, right? And manage the asset, right? So managing the property, meaning understanding fair housing laws, understanding, you know, Texas property code or, you know, your state property code, understanding the tenant uh, rights and also Americans with Disabilities Act and also knowing how to manage the tenant, right? You know, what, how to set the ground rules and how to set the, you know, your tenant selection criteria and things like that. So there's a bunch of things goes into that. We'll cover all that in future classes on how to manage your properties. But first thing is, for, first things first, right? So those are the things that you need to master as a real estate investor to be successful. Nothing, none of this is rocket science, right? It's just learning it. Everybody has to learn it at some point and you just have to take the time to learn it, right? So, you know, so that's, you know, that's the classes we provide. Real Estate IQ provides a lot of classes. ROI Muse provides a lot of classes as well, right? So, so you, are, you are in great hands when it comes to getting the right education. All right, now let's touch on the common mistakes to avoid. So number one is when you're calculating the after repair value, don't over-calculate it. Don't over, you know, overstate it, right? Because if you, the real value of the property is $200,000, don't come up with a number that's 220, right? That's how, or, and also depending on if you're trying to rent the property or if you're going to flip the property, that market value might be slightly different because if you're trying to flip the property, you want to be very conservative, right? Because you want to get in and out of that property as soon as possible, right? Because you may, you may want to think about a hey, what price should I use uh, so that I can sell the property within, within let's say two weeks of, of hitting the market, right? After you run away. So we'll, we'll have future claim now, you know, this is a series of classes that I'll be doing. So we're going to cover all that uh, in one of the upcoming classes. So make sure you sign up for the future, future classes as well, right? And then um, understating uh, or understated rehab estimate, right? So rehab estimate, there's always going to be some, uh, something might always, some prices come up. So that's why when you underwrite the problem, uh, when you do a rehab estimate, always add like a 10% contingency to it, right? So if you, you know, if you came up with a $20,000 rehab estimate, then say that it may be 22 or 25, right? You know, by the time you're done. So make sure that you're underwriting the property with some cushion, right? So that way, even in the worst case scenario, you're not going to do, and you're still going to come ahead, right? So now, uh, the other one is not accounting for the typical cost. So when you're doing any kind of real estate investing, there's going to be some carrying costs, right? Carrying costs are like taxes and insurance and operating expenses and utilities uh, that you have to pay while you're doing the rehab. And you also have financial costs, right? The interest payments and points at, uh, at, 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 at the purchase and at the, you know, at the closing and, you know, lender fees and there's title and escrow fees. And so there's a lot of these additional costs that are involved, right? That people sometimes, uh, I, I see sometimes people say, you know, uh, ARV is $200,000, purchase price is $150,000, and then rehab is $25,000, and your profit is $25,000. That is baloney, right? That's not true. Right? There's so many other things that you had to pay for, and that you will never make that $25,000 profit if you analyze a deal using something like that. Right. So, but unfortunately, that's what you know that you see in the market that people will put out there. Right. So, uh, so make sure that you understand all the other costs that goes into either renting a property or uh, fixing a, uh, uh, you know, flipping a property. 
And uh, last one here, you know, also you know, understand that you're in different financing options, right? You have hard money lenders, you're private money lenders, you're, you know, you're different. You can partner with somebody to say you find the deal, then they bring the money. So there are a lot of creative ways you can do this. So you have to get into understanding how to how how to partner with other people to finance deals, right? So because very important, right? Because a deal may not be a good deal based on a certain strategy, but if you can be creative. You know, you can you can pretty much you know make that deal work, right? If you have the right partners and right uh, financing in place. So those so those are some of the things that uh, uh, some of the uh, you know you know uh, mistakes to avoid. All right, so we're going to get into the actual live training now. So before we do that, uh, Jeff, do we have any questions? We can take a couple of questions before we do the training. Um, as of now, we don't have any questions yet from our uh, from our attendees. So, guys, if you have questions about um, our topic today, feel free to use the chat box or the Q and A box, and you know I will be reading that for for Joe. But you know, for the sake of question, Joe, I have a question regarding this training. Okay. Because uh, I have uh, a friend, this best friend of mine, uh, wanted to buy a property. What we argue about this is I suggest to him that um, let's, let's, uh, let's have uh, like a lending company. Let's, let's partner up with the lending company in buying a property. Uh, just to give you a brief background, we're both newbies in the real estate industry, in the real estate business. We don't have like a broad idea about real estate. Um, like I am uh, a business management person and yeah. my best friend is from uh, – um, human resources background. So it's right. not really a, a real estate one. And he is thinking of buying a property and he wanted to partner up with me. So I want to meet in the middle. So my question is, how can we meet in the middle? Because he wanted to, you know, depend on his salary, his monthly income from, from the company he's working for. And I am also working in, in the company here, here in real estate IQ. And I told him that, the better, the good thing that we can do is to partner up with uh, in for uh, lending companies, you know, to provide us with uh, support with the financial for the property. But he said, no, I can shoulder that. If we will be partnering, joining our money for mm -hmm. uh, for this business, uh, we can we can survive the real estate. And I understand that you know, if we lose yeah, this, I think, yeah, I think Jeff, I think I understand the question. So. Uh, so basically, you know, you have multiple options, right? So you can, you know, you don't really have to partner with somebody, uh, but I would uh, at least recommend that, you know, if you have the money, then it doesn't make sense for you to partner with the lender, right? If you have the money mm -hmm. to take the deal. But you may want to hire a mentor uh, or pay somebody, you know, a, maybe a, you know, a consulting fee to help you through your first deal, right? So that way they can mm -hmm. kind of watch over your shoulders, hold your hands and advise you on something like that, right? That might be, that way you don't have to split your profit with somebody else, right? If you only have the money between the two of you, that's what I would recommend, right? You know, maybe if you have a coach, you know, maybe the coach can help you. Uh, or if you don't have a coach, then see if somebody who's experienced in doing similar deals can mm -hmm. help you through your first couple of deals, right? So they may charge you for an hourly fee or, uh, maybe they may charge you a small, uh, a, a small split fee on the deal as well, right? So that way you can, you know, you still have, you don't have to give up your profit, right? So always try to, you know, when you find a deal, finding a deal is hard enough, right? So you don't want to give up, give up your profit if you don't have to, right? So that's one way to do it. But at the same time, for a lot of, lot of people, they like to partner with the lender because now 
uh, you know, that way, you know, they don't have the money, they go find the deal. The lender, whether it's a private lender or, you know, somebody, a hard money lender will bring the money and then they both can do more deals, right? So that way, yeah. you know, the money's going to be there when you need it, right? So nothing wrong with either option. It depends on where you are. I see. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good uh, suggestion that, you know, we can uh, like ask for a mentor or a coach to help us understand more with real estate before we, we you know, we go into the business right away. Right, right. Yeah, and a lot of people, don't get me wrong, a lot of people partner with, you know, private investors, right? Because then you can do a lot more deals, right? Mm-hmm. That's what's in the, in, in the real estate industry, it's called OPM, right? Other people's money. So if you can mm-hmm. go find the deals uh, and if you have the time to go find the deals and manage the rehab and everything, there are a lot of people with money who will want to partner with you, right? Because they may not even charge you a lot of, you know, fees and points because they, they just want to get a higher return than what they're getting now, but they have a lot of money. And if the deal is good, that's why it's important for you to learn how to analyze the deal and also present the deal, right? So if you, if you can, you know, master that skill, then it makes it easier for the lender to make a decision whether it's a good deal or not, right? Uh, if yeah. you just send them a property saying, hey, here's a deal, you know, and then they're going to ask you a bunch of questions and they're not how, they will not have a lot of confidence. But on the other hand, if you can fully analyze the deal, fully underwrite the deal, before you send it to the lender, you know, and say, hey, this is, a, this is my analysis. I think this is a good deal. Uh, are you willing to partner with me? I think you will find a lot more people who want to partner with you. I see. Thank you so much for that, uh, Joe. So we have a, a question here from Deanne. How do we contact you, you, Joe, uh, regarding consulting and or coaching? Um, you can you can contact me uh, by you know I'll I'll give you my uh, email address. That's the best way to do it. Uh, or you, I think you can also contact support support at rowimuse.com. Rowimuse is one word. Or you can contact Joe. That's my email. Joe at rowimuse.com. Right. So either one will work. Right. We can send you a calendar. Typically, the way we do it is we'll set up a a thirty minute strategy session. It's free. Uh, so we can talk about your needs and goals and. And, and see if the, you know if, it, if we can help you, right? If you know, because I don't do coaching on all the different real estate strategies out there. I coach primarily on uh, like you know fix and flip and BRRR and you know you know traditional lending and also I'm all you know I also have a real estate company, right? So we can help with some you know some of that as well. And then we also coach on commercial, right? If you're a commercial broker or commercial real estate agent or a commercial investor, multifamily investor. So that's, those are the things that I specialize in. But, you know, if you're looking for uh, creative finance strategies or notes investing and things like that, you know, I don't, I know, I'm not the expert for that. So that's why we need to have a strategy session to see if we are the right fit, right? And if we are the right fit, then, you know, we can take, take it forward. But you can contact me at joe at rowimuse.com. All right. Thank you so much for that question, Deanne. And thank you, James. I've also posted it in our chat box. So you can, okay. uh, you know, just copy paste it uh, and save it in your computer so you can contact James and also Real Estate IQ's uh, email address and contact number. All right. Very good. Okay. Now let's go into the training now. So let's find where it is. All right. Okay. So this is, uh, this is ROI. Hopefully you guys can see my screen now. Uh, so this is ROI Muse website. Uh, so this is what we're going to do today for our case studies. So you can see here um, that these are some of the tools we have commercial deal analysis, commercial lease analysis, you know, uh, residential fix and flip, residential rental property analysis, and also the brr strategy analysis. So those are the tools we have currently. And, uh, you know, the way you do it is you can come here, you can start a, start a free trial, or you can contact Real Estate IQs, uh, and they'll help you 
uh, with signing up as well, right? So those are some of the ways you can do this. Uh, so let's say, let's go into, once you log into ROI Muse, this is where you're going to come with, right? So we have commercial analysis, commercial lease analysis, residential. So this residential analysis also includes all the different strategies that I talked about today, right? So everything is already built into here. Now I'll show you why that's done that way because it makes it a lot more easier for you to analyze the property. Then the, the rehab estimator is coming soon. Um, I'll actually, uh, it's almost ready to ready to go live. I'll actually show it to you in our test system on what that uh, what that looks like. Okay, but let's look at uh, a deal analysis first. All right, I'm going to click on access. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to do a, you know, we're going to do the second case study first, so, which is the BRRR strategy, right? I think that's more of in tune with what most of you are looking to do, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to click on start new analysis. And uh, we're going to come in here and say, this is uh, ARV of $200,000. Our purchase price was, I think, $129,000. And we're going to put in $25,000 in rehab. And then we are going to spend, uh, actually, let me change the strategy. So these are all the different strategies on the top, right? So let me make sure that we are on the right strategy. And $200,000, let's say 129 is our purchase price. We're going to put 25000 rehab and then $2,000 rent. So that's it. So you're done with your analysis, right? Because you're, you're analyzing a deal literally takes you five seconds, right? Once you already know your ARV and your rehab estimate and your monthly rents, uh, then that's all the, the four values that you need to input. Literally takes you five, five seconds to analyze the deal. So let's look at it. Let me go ahead and save this. Okay, I need to give it a name. So let me call it sample. And we'll also make it a 2000 square feet building and save it. So, so you saw it took me literally five minutes to analyze the deal. Let's look at the results on this deal. So I'll scroll down to the dashboard section here. So you can see this one, you're making a $29,000 equity capture, meaning that you made a $29,000 profit as soon as you acquired the property, right? And then you're also making a 139% yield on the property. Uh, you make, I mean, you know, you're making a 67% yield on the property. Yield means that, you know, let's say you put it for a three-year hold period here, right? So that's already preset uh, pre for you. So, and you can also, it also, also gives you the breakdown of your rent. You know, you're allocating some money for vacancy. You're allocating some money for capital improvements. You're allocating some money for operating expenses, which is taxes, insurance, management fee, and things like that, right? And you also have your annual debt service, which is your mortgage payment. Right, and then that is your cash flow, right? The 24% is your cash flow. You can hover over it, it'll tell you it's a $5,800 cash flow. You can also see that in the dashboard saying, this is your annual cash flow of $5,800. So, so that comes to what? About you know $450 or something per month uh, in cash flow, right? Or whatever that number is, right? So, so how, that's how easy it is to analyze a property. And let me walk you through how this is done, right? And if you're wondering, um, how, how is he able to do analyze a property in five seconds? That's because that's how the system is designed. The system is designed to work on preset values or default values, right? So all of these, for this strategy, like I said, there's the purchase, there's the refinance. You're going to get these numbers from your hard money lender or your private money lender. You're going to get these numbers from your, from your other lender, right? You know, you already know these numbers. That's why part of building your team is having all these people on your team. You also know how much each of this is going to cost you. So you're going to come in here and you're going to set all these values up front to save it, right? So you can also create multiple templates. You can create a one template for Collin County, one template for Dallas County, or one template for Georgia, whatever you want to create, right? So you can open that template and then just analyze the deal quickly.
And that's the power of default values, right? Because nobody wants to enter all this data, right? So now let's look at all the inputs, right? So we already talked about purchase, you know, the market value, purchase price, rehab estimate, and the monthly rent. So we already covered that. That's four values you have to enter each time. Now, let's look at the other cost. So now we have uh, we have expenses, right? We are talking about it all. This section is all about operating expenses. So, and the the top three are calculated based on the market value, and the, these are calculated based on the annual rents. So, the, it's already labeled here, so it's very clear. That just make sure you pay attention to that. So, property tax we put one percent as our default. This is not true, right? If I'm in Dallas, uh, it's about two point five. Two, let's say two point five percent. So I'll set that to 2.5%. And then once I change my default, I just click on this checkbox to say, save us new default, right? So next time I analyze a deal, it will already be calculated into 5,000. The reason it says 1% is because I was doing a demo for uh, somebody in, uh, I, I think somebody in Michigan or somewhere where the taxes were only 1%, right? Now the insurance is already calculated as 12,000 based on a 0.6% default we did. And then repairs and maintenance, we already have 5% in there, right? So that is money you're going to put aside for any repairs each year. And then we have management fee 7%, that's already built in here. Uh, the other owner paid expenses, typically you don't have to worry about that. That is mainly for vacation rentals and Airbnb and things like that, where you may be paying some additional expenses, but let's then not worry about that here. And we also have the vacancy factor and the capital expenses already you know, already 5% already allocated, right? So all of that's already allocated. So all of, all of that's included in your analysis. Now we put a three year as our hold period. Uh, you, you know, if you want to hold it, no, that's my strategy. I'm only going to hold this property for three years. I'm going to sell and uh, go buy two more, right? So that's my strategy. But whatever your strategy is, you can, you can change that. And then we said that the rents are going to go up about 3% every year. Our expenses are going to go up about 2% every year. Home value is going to appreciate about you know, uh, about 3% every year. And the disposition sales cost is, is your commissions and everything when you sell the property. In my case, this should be really be 3%, right? Because I'm a realtor, I don't have to pay myself. Right? So it'll be 3%. If you're not a real estate agent, then you may want to put 6%, right? So that's it, right? When you're done with that, you save your default. So next time it remembers that. So this is how you quickly analyze a deal. Now, here's your hard money purchase or your private money purchase, right? 75% loan to value. So you can do loan to value, loan to cost, or loan to loan to purchase price. So typically hard money loans are loan to value. About 70% is what I typically see. So I can say 70% and then save the default as my new default. 12% interest rate, you know, 0.5% as your fees, and then 3%, three points, right? So that's all built in there. And then you have other costs. Like I told you that don't forget the other costs. So when you close on the property, you need about 2% for title and escrow, that's already in there. Survey and inspection, uh, we, I already put in $1,000 for survey and inspection and, up, and $600 for appraisal, right? So all of that's already included in this analysis. Right? This results you're seeing has already taken into account everything, right? So now, uh, what happens when you refinance, right? How long does it take to refinance? We put in three months to refinance, right, on this deal, because that's enough time for us to rehab the property and possibly rent it and get the property refinanced for this strategy. We're getting an 80% loan to value and for the new loan, and we're not doing a cash out refi. We're just leaving the cash in there, right? Uh, but if you want, you can do a cash out refi, just change this to yes. Uh, but you may have some seasoning requirements where you may have to hold the property for six months or so to do that, right? So, so that's how that's done. And then, Let's say your escrow and title fees and everything is still going to cost you, you know, some additional fees here. So all, all those defaults, all the presets you will set up one time, right? 
when when you sign up with ROI Muse, it's already going to give you some defaults, uh, but don't take those defaults. Or you have to always adjust those defaults and then save it as your own defaults right before you start using the tool. So let me go ahead and save this again. And now that's all the inputs you have, right? It's not a whole lot of inputs. It's, it's a bunch of, this is a discipline that you need to analyze properties. Make sure that you account for everything, right? Now, when you're actually doing a deal, if these numbers are different, you come and override those numbers for that particular deal, right? You don't have to change your defaults. As long as you don't click the checkbox here, it won't override your defaults. But I can come in and say that, oh, this is actually $4,500 in taxes, and I only need $1,000 for insurance. And this deal, you know, let's say, you know, let's say I don't need, uh, I'm going to put in, I don't really need much for rehab. I'm, I'm putting $25,000 into rehab, right? So I don't think in the next three years, we're going to have a lot of repairs. So maybe I only need to put in like 1% for repairs and management fee. I'll put in 5%, even though I'm going to self-manage it. And then uh, vacancy factor, you know, let's keep it at five. But capital expenses, I'm going to put a zero, right? Because I don't expect any capital improvements, like many major repairs, because I just renovated the property for $25,000, right? So I don't expect anything. So now that numbers look, will look slightly in a slightly better, right? So you can go back and see, now you're making a $29,000 in a 51% and 95% uh, cash on cash return. Now, let me, let me save this one now. And we're going to show you how to calculate the maximum offer. So you have to... Uh, work with your coach or mentor to figure out what is your strategy is. Uh, and you have to be reasonable, right? Because you can't say that I'm only going to buy a property for 200% return because you may never find a deal, right? You have to know what the market and what's possible, right? And let's say my strategy is I, I'll take this deal. Let's say this is in a great neighborhood. You know, I mean, I think a lot of you guys are from Dallas area. So you probably know Frisco, Texas, which is a great town, you know, nice town to live. A lot of people want to live in Frisco. So let's say this deal is in Frisco. I'm going to, I'm willing to pay, you know, buy this deal for 50%, right? For this strategy, my criteria is 50% because I know this is going to be very competitive, right? So I put in the 50% equity capture or 50% profit on day one is what I need. I can click on this recalculate. Right now you can see the price is 129, right? I can click on that and say, you know, now it tells me I can pay $138,000, you know, and get that 50% equity capture, which is $20,000 profit uh, on day one in, the, in this rental, right? So that's how easy it is to calculate uh, your maximum offer. Now, let's say this deal is in uh, Mesquite, right? Uh, in Mesquite, you know, my strategy would be different, right? And I'm not going to do a deal in Mesquite unless I can get 100% uh, equity on day one, right? So click on that. Now, if this deal is in Mesquite, then I'm only paying 128. That's my maximum offer, right? So you don't have to be stubborn with your criteria, your cri because I think the property in Frisco will appreciate more, or you know I I'd be have an easier time to rent it. So I'm my risk is lower, right? In in Frisco, so that's the reason why. And not, Mesquite is a great rental place, by the way. I, I have rental properties in Mesquite, right? So I'm I'm just using that as an example. I'm not saying so. Don't take it for you know Mus you know Frisco is better than Mesquite. Mesquite is also great rental if you know what you're doing, right? It's in the rental area, so. Uh, so that's how you do it. Very easy, right? Um, now, if you are a wholesaler, so this is very important, right? So as a wholesaler, you need to understand how much your investors are willing to pay. Let's say uh, your investor says that, hey, I'll do this deal if I can get a 20% cash on cash return. That is my strategy. And that is your partner, right? You, you are the wholesaler. You always want to get out of the deal. You already know a few investors and the best investor says, 
the guy you want to work with says, you know, I'll do the deal for 20% cash on cash return. Well, how do you do that? You come here and say, I want 20% cash on cash return. And then uh, watch the price now, right? It's 128 now. And say, you know, click on that. And now it says 132. So your investor is willing to buy the property from you for 132. So they can get a 20% cash on cash return. But as a wholesaler, so if you're an investor, that's your maximum offer, right? But a wholesaler, you also need to add in your profit, right? So we have this small section here said maximum allowed offer for wholesaler. So let's say your profit requirement is $10,000. Then you, the maximum you should pay for this property as a wholesaler is 122, right? Right there. So if, because if you pay 122 for this property, you can take $10,000 profit and then flip that contract to an investor who does this deal and they'll get their 20% of uh, cash on cash return, right? So that is how you work as a wholesaler. You have to know what your investor is willing to pay, right? Because if, let's say you, you, you paid $150,000 for this property, you know, now the investor is only going to get 13% cash on cash return, right, on this property. You may have a hard time moving the property, right? If there's not enough discount in it, right? Again, you know, if you can find, if you have an investor who will buy this property for thirteen percent, then maximum you should pay is one forty, right? Because you still need your ten thousand dollar profit. Now, if you need twenty thousand dollar profit, then you put that in there as well, right? Whatever that number is, I just used ten thousand as an example. But if you want twenty thousand dollar profit, then you should only pay one thirty for the property. You know, your investor will pay you one fifty and the investor will get 13% if you can find somebody who's willing to do that deal for 13% cash on cash return. So that's how you do it. Now, so those are the two metrics that, you know, most investors, at least beginning investors should focus on. Now, we also give you all these other metrics. So we give you the yield, IRR, you know, IRR is internal rate of return. We give you the cap rate. You know, we give you debt service coverage ratio. So how much money is coming in uh, for you to do the deal? You know, what's your payback period, meaning how much cash flow is coming in, you know, based on just the cash flow, not the profit, just the cash flow, how long will it take for you to get your initial investment back, right? So all of that stuff is uh, already, uh, already in here. And then um, uh, we also give you gross and multiplier and rental index, right? So those are, you know, so the reason why we give you this is, you know, if you start sending properties to uh, a more sophisticated investment group, like a private equity fund or, you know, some institutional investment group, then they will appreciate the fact that you're also including all of this, right? But you don't really have to know any of this stuff. All you're doing is the, you need to know ARV, you need to know rehab estimate, you need to know how much your offer price is and also monthly rent, right? If you plug in these four, everything else is calculated for you. So anything here that you're seeing with the gray background is all calculated for you, right? Then we also give you these dashboards so you can kind of analyze the, the, you know, the property. And we also give you all the calculations here, right? Uh, not only we give you the calculations, we also give you uh, the cash flow table. So in this case, I put in for three years, right? So if I go here and put it for 30 years, then you can see that cash flow table is instantly built for you. Everything is real-time calculations. As soon as you enter something and tab out of that field, everything is calculated for you. Now you, now you can see there's a 30-year cash flow table, right? And it also has, you know, how much proceeds you're going to make when you sell the property and what your yield on the property is. Everything is recalculated for you. So this is the right way to learn, you know, real estate investing when you're starting out or when you're just getting, you know, you may already have a couple of properties, but if you learn it the right way, it will help you scale your business. Now, one more thing I'll point out here is this cash flow table, uh, what we are doing here, what, what's calculated for you here, 
is the framework that is used by commercial uh, for commercial analysis. So basically, starting with something called potential rental income, uh, calculating the effective rental income, calculating the net operating income, and also calculating the cash flow, right? So this framework is very important for you to scale your business from you know from single-family homes to multi-family and to commercial. So we also include this framework because we know that most investors eventually will will scale up to multifamily or commercial, right? So this way you already know exactly how that analysis works. So that's why we give you that. Now, let me save this for now. And what we'll do is uh, we'll let's see what uh, can we flip this property, right? So now, if you want to flip this property, all you need to do is come here and change it to say flip with hard money or flip with cash. Let's try both, flip with hard money. That's, uh, you don't have to make any other changes, right? Because we already input our values here. So this is a gross profit of negative. You're going to lose $700 here in this deal, right? So this is why I said how to avoid mistakes, right? Because you're not, if you don't factor in all these costs, you can, this is not a flip deal at $150,000 and $25,000 rehab. So this is what I say, people will put out something like, you know, uh, the purchase price is $150,000 and, and then the rehab is $25,000 and then the market value is $200,000. So your profit is $25,000. Now I just proved it to you that that's baloney, right? Because you're losing money here in this deal, right? Because you didn't factor in any of the other costs. This is typically associated with the flip. Now, if I want to flip this property and if let's say I want to make a $20,000 profit on this deal, $20,000, I'll type in $20,000, uh, I think that's $200,000, $20,000, and then I'll click on the recalculate next to it. The maximum you should pay for this property is 129 as an investor. Because if you paid 129 and put $25,000 rehab, and if you're buying this with hard money, then you can get a $20,000 profit, right, on this property. Just, sim just like that, uh, you can analyze rental or flip and see what's the better option for you. Now let's also see what happens if I change this to, let me go on and save this and I'll change it over to, um, okay, there you go. All right, so I'll change it over to flip with all cash. So if I buy this with cash instead of hard money, then I can make a $26,000 profit, right? So you may be able to pay a little bit more to be more competitive. Let's say you still want to make a $20,000 profit, then as a cash buyer, I can, I can pay up to 135, right? and get a $25,000 profit. So that's how easy it is to test all your different, uh, different strategies to see what's a better deal. Now you can also save these strategies individually, even though I just flipped back and forth, right? We're just doing a default analysis. I'm just, you can just flip back and forth to analyze the properties, but if you want to save each of these scenarios, you can do that as well. So let me go back to the deals. I uh, will say get out of here and I'll show you a sample deal. Okay, this is a sample deal that uh, this is actually one of my own investment properties. And you can see I've had analyzed multiple scenarios here. I have the rental property with hard money. I have the flip with hard money. I have the rental with all cash. So I bought it with all cash. I also have the flip with all cash, right? So I've saved off four different scenarios I can easily compare, right? And, and I think rental finance is really not applicable here. So I'll just delete that one. All right, so the other four, because there's enough discount in this property. So again, this, I think I changed the numbers here, but this, this should be really like $130,000 or something, right? So, all right, so that's how easy it is you can create. And the reason, the way you do that is you come here, anytime you've done one analysis, you can just click on save as new analysis and then just change the strategies and make sure the numbers, all the inputs are correct, right? So that's all. 
you can share the deal with uh, you know with your you know if you have a partner or if you have a you know uh, a coach you can do the analysis uh, that's what i use with my coaching students is they'll do the analysis and i make sure they do the analysis themselves right so they can learn and they'll share it with me and then i can go in there and give my feedback or make some changes to it based on you know if they made any mistake and then you can also export to pdf right and i'll show you what that pdf report looks like uh, so here's the uh, so here's the sample deal so this is the uh, this is what this report generated from this tool looks like so if you're a real estate agent or if you're a wholesaler you may want to create a nice report like like this to send it to your investor or to your lender right uh, so this one has this is a sample deal this is the property overview this is all the property highlights here's all the property images you know this is after it was rehabbed and then uh, you know and then you can also have the dashboard of you know what your returns are going to be and what the potential profits are going to be and you can also have multiple scenarios right that is just and this, the, all the calculations are included if they want to see the details and then this is the flip one right so if i flip the same property that's only fourteen thousand dollar profit but you can send both of them to a, a, a your partner to say hey, we can flip this and get a fourteen thousand dollar profit or we can you know we can uh, uh, hold this property and then get a you know a five four thousand dollar cash for per, per year right on top of the twenty thousand dollar equity up front so that's how easy it is to analyze and here's the i want to quickly show you this is a commercial uh, six million dollar uh, 100 unit apartment complex right so you can uh, our commercial tools are also very very good right so you can these are these are the interior images these are like the floor plans and you know all of that stuff and then we also have multiple scenarios here let me scroll down to the bottom so you can also compare the scenarios to say in this apartment complex i also have a likely scenario best case scenario and worst case scenario right and the commercial analysis tool is also very easy to use you know because we take you step by step on we we, we you know we spend a lot of time on figuring out how to break down these to simple solutions right so it makes it easy for anybody to learn and scale up your business so we have commercial deal analysis commercial lease analysis and and we'll be adding our more tools as we go as well so that is a a quick overview of that and let me go back you know, hopefully everybody and uh, have a good appreciation for that and let me actually uh, show you real quick uh, where is it all right, so let me show you what that uh, rehab estimator is going to look like, right? So, you know, it's still, we're calling it construction estimator now. So this is now test system. If I want to create a new estimate, I click on new estimate. I'll click on uh, estimate name. I'll call it, you know, the sample. And let's say this is 2000 square feet building and save. Then all of our systems are designed to work on default values, right? Because I think that's the efficiency, right? So in this case, this is my new estimate. Here's my defaults, right? I've already set up my defaults and the system is going to give you the defaults and then you can tweak it based on, you know, what you want to add. You can add new, new rows and things like that. Then I go back to my estimator and click on import my defaults. So it's going to load your defaults with the zero unit. Now I'm going to walk the, room, walk the home and I'm going to say, okay, I need a new roof. I need 10 squares right, for the roof. And then uh, plumbing, I need maybe, you know, a little bit of plumbing. So we'll put $33,000 for plumbing. Uh, for cosmetic updates, this is going to be a rental, $10 a square feet. I need 2,000 square feet. So I'll put that in there. And let's say for uh, final clean, we need one final clean. That's $250 uh, labor. Uh, we need about maybe 50 hours of labor uh, at $20 an hour. And that's that. So that is your rehab estimate, $26,000. Just like that, you'd finish your rehab estimate. So you can 
walk with your laptop or walk with your iPad and, you know, just as you walk into the home, you can just say how much you need and your rehab estimate is done. The $26,000. Then you may want to add in a 10% contingency to that to say, now this rehab is going to cost you anywhere from $26,000 to maybe twenty-eight, you know, to $30,000. So that's how easy it is to do a rehab estimate. Uh, so this is not available yet, but this is almost ready to go. Right? I think we are doing final testing on this one. So it'll be available soon. All right, so now uh, let me um, show you the Real Estate IQ community. So when you go to realestateiq.co, make sure that you join the community because, uh, uh, let me go here. So this is our realestateiq.co is the main landing page. So when you come here, uh, uh, make sure you join the community, right? And there are also different groups here. I have a couple groups here for where I teach people on how to analyze deals as well. So this is how you become part of the community so you can stay in touch with other like-minded people and learn from them and also contribute, right? And if you are a vendor, you know, let us know as well so we can put you on, you know, give you a vendor pages here as well if you have any kind of a service uh, related to real estate investing that you provide. So, so make sure you go to realestateiq.co and join the community, right? So let me uh, go back to the presentation here and we'll wrap it up very quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Joe, uh, before, we, uh, sorry to cut you off, but we have a question here from Deanne. Uh, she is asking if, what is the second criteria? So the whole question is, what did you say about the decision criteria for wholesaling and knowing what the buyer's buying criteria is? I know that the first is cash on cash return. What is the second criteria? Uh, equity capture, right? Cash on cash return and equity capture. How much equity or how much profit you're making on day one? Right. So when you so when you buy the property, so meaning that if you you know how much money you're spending for the acquiring the deal, how much extra equity you're creating, you know, so that that's called an equity capture. So so that's the second metric. Good question, Ian. All right. So let me uh, go through the remaining slides, and then we can I can stay longer for any additional questions as well. Right. So. So, like I said before, right, so we are offering you opportunity to do, this is 100% free for you, a 45-minute one-on-one deal-finding training where they'll train you on how to use the real estate IQ data uh, to, uh, to find deals, right? So, that is a, that you take advantage of that is 100% free, no obligation, right? Then we are also offering a 45-minute one-on-one deal analysis training, right? Similar to what I did now, right? So, this is, uh, this is using the ROI Muse tools on deal analysis. So that's also a 45 minute training. So you can take advantage of that if you're interested to learn more. Uh, and then uh, here are some of the freebies, right? So we have something called a deal of the day uh, that is our deal of the week. I think it's deal of the day that uh, once, you, once you join our community, we will uh, send out uh, these, uh, these deals that you can learn how some of the deals are fully analyzed for you, right? So you kind of follow along to see you know, where you can find the deals. And then we also provide you you know, where you should focus your marketing attention, marketing, uh, you know, focus on, because there's these heat maps to say where you can find the best, best, better, better rental properties and better uh, distressed properties will help you decide where you want to spend your marketing dollars, right? So those, those are some of the free, uh, freebies you can get by just becoming part of our community and signing up for those 45-minute demo sessions. All right. Now, uh, yeah, we're going to go into Q&A. Uh, before we go into q and I'm going to, uh, I already showed you this, these are the tools that ROI Muse provides. And ROI Muse is part of Real Estate IQ, right? So you can, you can it's the same, in pretty much the same company, we operate as, you know, similar. So you can reach out to Real Estate IQ sales team and they can help you decide what's the right product for you, right? So, and we have multiple uh, 
payment plans as well. We can do monthly. Uh, if you only want residential, you can do residential only. If you can, you know, do residential and commercial, and also do a monthly or yearly plans, right? So, and there are significant promotions going on right now. So make sure you take advantage of that. Uh, I already showed you the community, so make sure that you become part of the community and make friends with you know everybody. And then I have, you know, so when you go into the groups on the community, I have two groups there. One is called real estate, uh, you know, one, one is called investment analysis, and the other one is called commercial investment analysis. So if you're interested in commercial or residential investment analysis, that's what I specialize in. So you can join those groups and uh, you know part of, become part of that group, so we can uh, share and collaborate and learn learn more information as well. I think happy deal finding, right? You know, at the end of the day, you know, let's all make some money and help each other and make sure you're, you know, adding value to other people also, right? You, you know, you know, you always have something to contribute. So make sure that, you know, you're helping others and those, uh, those will come back to you tenfold, right? That's what, you know, we all subscribe to the abundance mentality, right? The more people you can help, the more, more, you know, is going to come back to you, right? So just make sure that, uh, you know, you're participating, you know, you're collaborating with everybody and ask for help, right? If you need help, ask for help. Don't feel, don't feel bad about asking for help. The real estate investment community is very friendly community, right? That's the first thing I learned, which was totally surprising to me when I started this in 10 years ago, that the community is very helpful and people are more than happy to help you out, right? As long as you respect their time and, um, you know, you respect, you know, uh, and you're contributing as well, right? So, Awesome. Thank you so much. Everybody stay safe and, uh, you know, have fun, right? Talk to you soon. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.